Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marcia Selwright to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best. Jack Eichel finds the opening. Top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 Home of the... Boys do it again. Start off the road trip on a winning note. Now 9-2 and two on the year. Coming off the best start to a season in October ever with an 8-2 and two record. And they kick off November on the right track. But they do it in sensational style with a consecutive overtime victory. That was different. That was not the, uh, the type of game... That, uh, that we've witnessed the previous two. It was a greasy, grindy, chippy at times game that showed a different side from uh, the Vegas Golden Knights than we'd become uh, used to over the first 10 games of the season. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It was one of those games where uh, it, it was just going to come down to which team was able to find a way. And for the Golden Knights, they were able to find a way. They were engaged physically. They were engaged um, in terms of sticking up for one another. You like to see that from a team. Um, I I like the scrums. I like the nastiness that, that kind of came through the, the majority of the game. And I like the fact that the Golden Knights were able to pull out two points in a, in a night where they were largely trailing, um, it, which is, is something we haven't really seen all that much of this season. Largely trailing. They haven't led for the last the two g- games. Two well, consecutive games, yes. they have not led, and they're 2-0. and That, my friend, is a sign that you're living right. When you can pick up back-to-back victories without leading in either game... You are on a roll. You're not. You're not going to chalk this up to ghosts. You're I will just tell talk you this: about living right. I, I have uh, reached out to the National Hockey League to see what the okay. record is for most consecutive wins without ever leading, because mm-hmm. it has to be close, if not the record. And I haven't seen anything which tells me that maybe they haven't reached that just yet, because the NHL stats department mm-hmm. is just beautiful when it comes to finding this uh, in the mud, in the weeds kind of thing. But what what do you think the record would be? Would it be three, four? It it, it can't be more than four games in a row uh, ripping off victories without ever leading. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... Part of me feels like because every game now, like because a lot of teams can get themselves to overtime, um... I I feel like four might be a little low. I feel like there there's a possibility that we're looking at five, six, seven games. But that would where be winning in overtime teams, or or a shootout five, six straight times. That doesn't happen. I I feel like I feel like it might happen more than we anticipate. We just don't know it. Like we just don't see it. Right. I I don't know. 
I'm curious to see what the National Hockey League comes back with, uh, comes back at in terms of of that that uh, that consecutive win streak. But I feel like five six isn't out of the question. I really don't. This uh, this performance by Vegas the last couple of games has been fun to watch because it's been totally different performances. One, swamping Vegas and then dunking on them in overtime. Or swamping Winnipeg and dunking on them in overtime. Mm-hmm. And then battling back in a in a closer game against the Washington Capitals, which you had some some physical action. Riley Smith goes tumbling into the boards. Boy, did that look dangerous. And I can't imagine he feels great today uh, coming off of the, the body trauma, as I would term it. And then you Jack Eichel taking a stick to the face. He wasn't happy about that. Never, never feels good to bleed from the gums or the teeth, and and Jonathan Marcheseau was right there. Braden McNabb had a couple of scuffles. Nick Haig was involved with some chippiness uh, throughout the game, uh, all while they tried to find their flow. And it was when they, Darren Elliott said this, and I thought it was a great description yesterday. It was a great road game by both teams. In Washington last night. <laughs> the Capitals coming home after being on the road the night before and losing in the shootout against Raleigh. Uh, they, they are beat up. They, they've got a depleted roster. They're just trying to survive this thing like Vegas did last year. And, and Vegas flying across the country. Uh, usually you get two days uh, between games to do that trip. They only had one this time. Uh, they took a while to find their, their footing. And it was just, it wasn't, wasn't the sharpest game ever. But a game that was even uh, uh, back and forth that was made it fun to watch to, to the point where Washington led most of the game, and then mm-hmm. it looked like they'd won it on the last second, and the, it didn't count. Fortunately, time ran out, and then Vegas comes back and takes it in overtime. Yeah, I mean that that last play was was pretty you know pretty well after the. The final horn, but you're right. I mean, you've got emotions running high because you feel like you just win the game, and then all of a sudden you're you're into three on three overtime. And you know, Jack Eichel three on three overtime has been really fun to watch over the last two games. Didn't get a lot of touches against Winnipeg until he had the final touch of the game. Nobody touched did, the puck you know, Jack- against Winnipeg. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's true. Except for except for Jack Eichel with with about fifteen seconds left. But from there, uh, you look at Jack and what he's able to do, and just creating space and, and and holding on to pucks and and finding the right play. The the pass to Shea Theodore was phenomenal. The the control that he has in overtime with all that time and space. I, it was one. It was another one of those really strong games for Jack Eichel in in. You give him time and space in the offensive zone, he's going to find a way to make you pay, and that's really the the difference in the game. The Golden Knights, their game-breaker in Jack Eichel showed up when it mattered most. Well, that's his game. He loves one-on-one matchups, uh, being able to try and beat you uh, either to the net or find a way to use you to get a shot at the net. And uh, that was uh, evident early in the game when he had the open uh, look and then fired at home, which didn't look like much at the time, but he used that space and the defender to uh, wheel himself into a great shooting lane. Uh, Very few guys can actually score from there, whether they got a a lane or not. You got to have a heck of a shot to be able to score from that kind of distance on a National Hockey League goaltender. And then in three-on-three, three, he just, he he's in his element there. There's a, there's a new sport 
at the Olympic Summer Games, the Olympic Games, uh, three and three basketball. Uh, I don't know whether you watched any of it in Tokyo or not, but it's it's a really cool um, uh, offering up, uh, a way to get uh, the younger crowd a little bit more uh, involved in, in in watching it. That's that's what Jack does. It's it's basically three on three basketball out there when he gets the puck in the offensive zone. How he how he operates and set things up. It's the plays and the the approach to it is super basketball-ish. Not just the play against mm-hmm. Winnipeg where he turned around, went to his forehand, and and dunked on Connor Hallibuck. But last night was even more basketball uh, than than the one against the Jets because of uh, using his teammates and, and drawing pressure over and then dishing the ball off, the puck off. Yeah. Yeah, I, ballpark. Yeah, same deal, difference. But you know, it was it was Jack kind of going into coverage and drawing a couple of guys, and then peeling back off and 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 kind of subtly telling Shea Theodore, like, no, you drive the lane. I'm going to get you the puck. I'm going to make the perfect pass. It's going to be a great assist, and you've just got to finish it. And, and Shea was able to finish it. That's uh, seven overtime goals now for Shea Theodore as a Vegas Golden Knight, which is pretty awesome when you when you kind of put that into context. So, um, I. You know, again, you you want your game breakers uh, to to be able to go out there and perform in a situation where you can get that extra point. And over the last two games for the Golden Knights, they've they've gotten that, and that's why they're two and zero in two games where they have not led in the game. So is this the ripper that we've been waiting for from Jack Eichel? Are we in the formative stages of a heater that we're going to look back on and go, Jack Eichel? put himself into the Hart Trophy conversation because of what he did at the end of October, early November. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it was last week, probably around this time, where, where I said that I felt like Jack was starting to hit hit his stride. He was starting to uh, kind of have those those dominant shifts, those moments within a game where, where he goes out and he really dominates the, the type of play, and it wasn't necessarily translating no, to the No, they weren't the getting anything out of right it. now. Yeah, right now the points are starting to come, and and I think for for Jack now it's just a matter of continuing to do it. It's just consistency over time now for Jack Eichel. That's the only thing that that you're looking for at this point because you know what he's capable of, you know how dominant he can be. Now he's got to have two, three, four of those types of shifts every single game, and you want one or two goals to come from them. Wow. And and I think right now you're you're showing that that that's possible for the Golden Knights. Is it going to happen every night? Probably. Not not, but he's at least making those plays and, and doing it consistently, and now you just want the goals to follow. Did some digging on this. Not deep digging, mm-hmm. more in the periphery. The National Hockey League puts up its point leaders on their website, yeah. NHL.com, and I don't, I don't know how they sort out the ties because I, I tried to go through it, and I'm sure there's there is a formula. It's not random, but it's not, and it's not alphabetical. But right now, there's 14 players in the NHL with more points than Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. There's 22 players who are ahead of him on the NHL points list. So there's eight eight total uh, with uh, with the same number of points as Jack. By the mm-hmm. end of this road trip. Where is he? If he if he's twenty third, listed at twenty third in points, right now, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. is he 
when he returns after the game in Buffalo following the five-game road trip? So, I mean, you're looking at Jack right now. He's he's just one point out of, you know, top eight in the league. Um, no, 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 don't, don't, of, don't, 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 just can can you can you give me a moment? No, uh, just give me a moment. I asked a um, question. Where okay. is he when he comes back? I think I think he's probably top five in NHL scoring by the time this road trip is over. I think Jack Eichel is in the top five and like firmly in the top five, not in the top five with like seven other players. I think he's firmly in the top five. I think it's it's McDavid, Drysidle, Pasternak, and Jack Eichel. He has uh, twelve points in eleven games. He's a ways mm-hmm. off the pace set by McDavid. But if he goes on this type of run that we've seen the last two games and that continues, mm-hmm. you make up a, a, a lot of ground on the field. Here's why I agree with you. A couple of points in each of the last two games. Multi-point games mm-hmm. in consecutive outings. Uh, that's the... Uh, that is just starting to get your attention. Now, his record is four straight games while with Buffalo. So he's starting to to sneak up with better players on his franchise best. But keep in mind, he has owned the Ottawa Senators over the course of his career, and mm-hmm. he's playing the Buffalo Sabres to wrap up the road trip. I think he's going to be so dialed in and motivated for the rest of this road trip in which he faces Ottawa, great success against, Montreal, which anything can happen against, Toronto, (laughs) which loves to score, even though they've played low-scoring games, and then Buffalo, where following last year's game, there's going to be even more intensity and eyeballs on that game. This thing is not... Set up to be a couple of games off, couple of games sit back. He is going to be pushing it to the floor this entire five games. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think that you're you're going to get into this stretch for Jack Eichel, and and if he's able to consistently uh, impact the game the way that he has over the last two on this road trip, it's going to be a really important one for him. I, I don't think multi-point performances over the next, you know, in three of the next four games is really out of the question. And I would argue that you're going to get the best version of Jack Eichel to finish this road trip in Buffalo. I, I think that if there's a game circled on the calendar that he wants more than any other game, it's that one. Of all time. Jack Eichel's uh, career. Yeah. All time. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Next yeah, year, I mean, last year's like first until, game in Buffalo. Right, right. And and it didn't go the direction. It didn't go the way that he wanted it to. So I think that adds even uh, oh, more absolutely. fuel to the fire for him. But uh, yeah, I think, I think until better, Jack's... I think, I think it's yeah, kind of into, like a, a Buffalo Bowl. Yeah, until until he's in the playoffs, until he's he's you know going through the 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 rigors of a, of a playoff schedule in the NHL, this is without question 
the game he wants to win the most and the most important game in his career, 100%. And he's watching Buffalo get off to a good start. He wants to continue it yeah. for the for the Golden Knights because there's that comparison, and that does seep into it. But the jackpot, the Eichel Tower, he was great again last night uh, with the ability to finish, and tomorrow he faces the Ottawa Senators, 4 o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the flagship station of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, 3 o'clock is the pregame show. It just so happens that the most goals he's ever scored in a game was against the Ottawa Senators with four. <laughs> uh, and the Ottawa Senators are coming off of one of those weird nights last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and this is probably the worst thing to happen to them, uh, Going into uh, aside from Austin Matthews rolling in uh, and doing his thing, uh, that, that Ottawa could, uh, could really uh, haunt them uh, facing the, the Vegas Golden Knights t- tomorrow night. But uh, there's, there was a lot to, to like about last night. The, again, the, the team defense, like they, they blocked... More shots last night, Ryan, defensively with their skaters than Logan Thompson did. That's <laughs> it's like it's getting yeah. bizarre. Uh, the the mm-hmm. commitment to team defense, as impressive as it is, is also ending entering this twilight zone. That the skaters, with mm-hmm. their own initiative, because Bruce Cassidy's teams haven't been known for for this in the past, uh, through their own initiative, are blocking more shots than the goalies. Yeah, that's the that's the real interesting part of it, right? Because like from a from a system perspective, it's it's not going to be terribly different from what Bruce Cassidy's run in the past. But you're getting a lot of block shots from this Golden Knights team, and and that's I, I think just kind of a buy in thing that's always been here with Vegas. They have prided themselves on trying to aid their goaltender as much as possible, trying to block as many shots as possible. And I think when you when you couple that with, you know, kind of the zone that Bruce Cassidy's playing, you're gonna have a lot of guys in lanes willing to eat pucks and we've seen it over and over again this year. Well they they pack the, the front of that. That that's the way it yeah. goes. And yeah. some shots will just hit you. Some shots you'll find a way to get in front of and other shots you will seek out like Alec Martinez, to, to block that shot. But uh, it, it's impressive. I, I had the stat going into last night where Logan Thompson, as, as good as he's been this year, and he's right there in the Calder conversation in the opening month for a good reason. He's uh, up there in wins yep. and save percentage and goals against average, it all. But this is going into last night. Of all the shots that have been taken on the Vegas net, with Logan Thompson in goal, mm-hmm. 25% are blocked before they get to the <laughs> net. That's So he's he's already ahead of the game with 25%. Yeah. And that leads the National Hockey League. The most shots blocked in front of an individual goaltender. 25% in front of Logan Thompson. That helps you out a ton. Now, so, sometimes that can go off a player, uh, a skate, right. or you're screened out when that player's blocking it. Like, it's not a perfect uh, theory or, or system. Uh, he's he's found yeah. a way to make it work to find the puck, but boys, is that ever uh, telling as to the price that the players are paying up front? Yeah, I mean, it, it also goes kind of to your theory, right, of, of a lot of a lot of the early season success from the goaltending perspective has to do with the Golden Knights buying into their defensive structure and 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 doing what they can to help their goaltenders out. I mean, this has been a very um, a very bought in team 
from from all aspects of the game, but for like details in their own zone. They they've been so good defensively, and you know the goaltenders are making the saves that they're supposed to make when they're supposed to make them. And you're right, it's not a perfect system. There are going to be times where you you know you you think you're getting the shot block, it doesn't happen, or it deflects off of your defender and goes in. But by and large, the Golden Knights have just been really hard to score on this year and that's a, a testament to uh, the coaching staff and, and the, the team for buying into what Bruce Cassidy wants them to do. Can you give you the, an idea of the line that you're walking when you're blocking shots and you're defending and you're doing the best you can to keep the puck away and sometimes it blows up on you? Uh, I've got one from last night uh, in the National Hockey League that I'll tell you later. What I saw last night, one of the strangest <laughs> goals I've ever witnessed from a player trying to help out his own goal Goaltender. So uh, that uh, that's to come in just a little bit. But a role reversal game of sorts last night. Jack opens the scoring for Vegas, but then you have Will Carrier jumping off the bench yeah. and taking an absolute uh, pistol of a shot from uh, pass mm-hmm. from uh, William Carlson. I don't know how he knew he was there. I didn't hear him yell, but he had to be. There had to be some kind of communication because they're not generally line mates, but it was a great look uh, that Elliot pointed out in the, the television broadcast by William Carlson. So Carlson scores in a game, mm-hmm. or sorry, uh, Carrier scores in a game that Marcia so is flying off the top ropes and coming to the aid of <laughs> Riley Smith. I, I didn't have that set up. Uh you know, it's funny. Um, Dan Duva had Will Carrier as the walk-off interview last night on on the uh, the radio side, and actually asked Will, like, did you call for the puck from Carlson? And he said, no. Carlson looked over his shoulder. He must have spotted me coming into the zone, and that was all William Carlson making a read and making a play. Um, so it, it's interesting because it was such a perfect pass. It was a great play from William Carlson to pull it off the wall and get it to Carrier. But yeah, you're right. Carrier shot. Uh, you want to pick a, a time to finish in that moment. That was the play for the Golden Knights, and it was a great shot from Carrier. Great recognition from William Carlson. Um, and you know what? You, you talk about Jonathan Marshall, so there's, there's one thing that that guy plays with every single night. That's passion, um, and he loves his teammates. And, and you know, Jonathan Marshall, so getting into a scrum, uh, you'll kill those penalties all day long. Well, the other part is he didn't stop throughout the game. Like that wasn't a jump no, in the fray, and then it's over, and we come back out for no. the for this for the second period, and we're just playing hockey again. He he was chirping. He was uh, at the Washington Capitals for that entire game, and and led led the Golden Knights in hits. Yeah, I mean, as as we've seen him do in the past, like again, it's a passionate player, and. Uh, he's not afraid to throw his body around when when he he feels like that's part of of the game that he needs to do. So um, you're right, he didn't stop all game. I, I thought it was it was a, a strong performance from Marcheseau in um, in kind of bringing everybody into the fight. Uh, the, the Riley Smith hit certainly did that, but Jonathan Marcheseau and Braden McNabb both jumping to Riley Smith's aid there. I think really brought the Golden Knights into that game and engaged them the rest of the way. So you're 11 games into the season. Mm-hmm. Who's your MVP of the Golden Knights? Man. Um that's a really hard question to answer. I'm I'm going to go I mean, I'm going to go Jack Eichel. I, I I know it's probably recency bias or at least I can tell you it absolutely is recency bias, but you know, the Golden Knights pick up two points based on on Jack Eichel's brilliance in in the 
uh, in in overtime, and and I think that he's he's really starting to kind of find his touch offensively. I think that this guy's going to really uh, put the NHL on notice. I, I think early on this year, it, it's going to be Jack Eichel for me, uh, and everyone else is is kind of right there behind him because of the balance that this team has had up front. I smell a pole. Okay. Team MVP what, through what eleven you, games. Is it what do you Eichel? Want? Who are the who are the names? Okay. Well, it has Eichel? to be Eichel. It has to be Thompson. Sure. Has to okay. be Marcheseau. Those are three and four can go on the pool. Correct? On your Twitter pool? Yes. Your yep. Twitter yep. thingamajigger. All right. Yep. Oh, by the way, are you gonna are you gonna pay the eight bucks a month to be verified? I'm not verified now. I'm good. Well, you can pay eight bucks and get verified. I could. You gonna but I'm do not it? Verified now, and I'm doing okay. No, I'm doing fine. Oh, I I know that there's there's some people gonna be all over this chance to pay eight bucks. That's what Elon wants to do. You wants are. To, wants you're, to you're gonna be all over that. Not a chance. I'm already verified. I don't need. I don't need any more. No, 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 you, you, yeah, but if you no, don't you pay have, the eight you bucks, you pay. lose the verification. Oh, no, 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 Chapman. Yeah, I know. You don't. You don't. You, you're, so you're going. To, you're gonna pay the eight dollars. Not a chance. Okay, no, so no you're way. gonna lose your verification. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I, I, so then I you and I will be no different. You'll be I, fine. I, I will. I will be uh, just fine without the blue check mark. But there's a lot of people out there that are going to look at this and go, "I have a chance to get the blue check mark." I never. I never had an opportunity to have a blue check mark before, and they're going to be jumping like Chapman. Nope. I can see Chapman for the month of April Not next year chance. splurging to give himself that. That blue check mark for one month. No, no. And then and letting Never. it slide. You know what? If I was going to pay eight bucks, I would pay eight bucks to have Rita with the blue check mark. Mm. Not well, me. let's do it. I think Listen, yeah. money where your yeah. mouth Listen, is yeah. there, fella. Here, here's here's the thing. Like, so Darren, you want me just just to know what it's like to be verified, which I can I can tell you, it's going to have no bearing it's whatsoever on my life. You want me? You want? Is it? So it's yeah. life changing, but you're not going to continue to keep that life changing momentum in your life. You're not going to continue to well, pay eight dollars to be verified. Here's, here's the oh, thing. you've already you've here's already gone thing, through Ryan. it. Yeah. Who's who's I, the last name? It. Who's I, the last name here? I, I've so we, lived. We've got it. Jack Eichel. We've got Logan Thompson. We've got Jonathan Marsh. So who's your who's your fourth name? How do you not have Mark Stone on there? Uh, that's the I was going to go Stone or Stevenson because I I think just having or Stone Carlson. in the lineup, Stone or Stevenson or yeah. Carlson. Theodore. You know what? Here, defensively, uh, on that blue line, they've racked up a ton of assists, ton of points. Yeah, but with yeah. with only the the three goals and all three goals coming from from one guy, I'm having trouble putting a blue liner in there. And and it'll change. This will open up. But we're just talking the the first uh, eleven games. My fourth is down, and you guys decide this. I'll give you the options, and y- you guys determine the the fourth submission. On the pool, Stevenson, okay. okay, Stone, or Wild Bill. I would I would lean Stone I, because I think just his presence of being in the lineup for all eleven games. I think that's a game changer in and of itself. Well, Ryan's not in the you've studio, eight, so how are we going to decide this? You've got eight points out of William Carlson in eleven games. I, I mean, best start of his career. He's been a completely different per, different player this year. And and I I mean he's he's gone when when he was when it was Carlson and Marshall on the third line he was racking up points now that he's taking second line minutes he's racking up points I I would put the argument in that it's going to be Carlson over Stone 
All right, paper, rock, scissors. No, I'll, no, I'll, 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 no, I'll represent. I'll represent Ryan. You, you're yeah, for yourself. No, you okay, no, you I, I, I will. Here we go. I will. Def- All right, ready? Paper, one, scissors, two, stone. Three. Oh, this is how do we ridiculous. both do one, the same two, thing? One, two, three. Oh, he did. Ah, you won. You won. Yeah, Carlson. Rock. Who won? Beats I won. Scissors. Yes. Okay. yes. Rock beats scissors. Rock beats scissors. We went. Good old we both reliable rock. We both went paper the first time. For, you know, first time in the last 293 times playing paper, rock, scissors yeah. that I didn't go rock out of the gate. Really? Oh, and, you should have. And no, no, I would have lost. I, I know. I would have <laughs> lost. Big decision for me. The right decision for me. So let's put up the uh, Twittery poll. It's we already got, up. We got the names for the MVP through 11 games. Eichel, Thompson, Marcheseau, and Carlson. Couple of misfits in yep. there. Do you, do you think uh, who do you think wins? Stone, <sighs> Stone or Eichel? I'm oh, sorry, I, uh, Eichel I, or Thompson? I think it's Thompson. Hmm. I still think it's going to be goalies. I think Eichel's going to win. Just, I just, I just do. Eichel, I baby. Like Eichel, Eichel should win. Did, did you guys settle on a nickname for him? Is, is it Jackpot? Is I, it heard, I heard Darren doing? throwing a bunch of them out on television we, last we, night. We did a few last yeah, night. Yeah, no, well, he said, he, said ja- he said the Jackpot, the Eichel Tower, like he threw two of them out there. Or is that what we're we we going to change it every time? Michelangelo was also Ooh. in there. Yes. Ooh. Because he's the artist. Oh, that's a did good you one. Did you see I, I like that, that, that came from, uh, uh, from uh, Allard and uh, Empire over at the office. I, l- I like that. Yeah. That's good. That that's my favorite one. Yeah, Michelangelo. Yes, Michelangelo. Plus, yeah. plus me oh, yeah. being a big fan Michael of the Jordan Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I love the fact that we could somehow. You shouldn't like, say that out loud. Oh, I mean, I've been. I, I was thinking on the way to work today. There should be a new <laughs> oh, new new soundbite. Uh, there should be a new soundbite in our show, just randomly dropped in. Did Chapman really say that, or what Chapman said today? Hey, hoser. That would that would be right up there. I'm a big fan of the Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> what is wrong with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You don't like Michael that's, that's, we're, we're talking. We're talking about Michelangelo. Like yes, the, but, there was a turtle named Michelangelo. It's not that far fetched. Yeah, no, no. And Michelangelo was by far and away the best of the Ninja Turtles. If whoa, you're, whoa, whoa, If you're, no, set, if you're seven, you guys, it's just fine. <laughs> this uh-huh. guy, he, he doesn't no, like wrestling. Not. Doesn't like kids. the Ninja Turtles. No wrestling and. And mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, and Fine. and and the 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 Olympian. He couldn't think of a wrestler either. When when you threw it out there about Marcia, so he he had a great one, but it was from 1978. <laughs> Who was the guy that Lawless threw out? <laughs> Remember Lawless threw out the wrestler? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's Macho Man for Marcia, so yeah, come on, I like it. It's like real the easy. Guy. Yeah. Rock and roll guy too was good. He would jump <laughs> off the top rope, do the flip, superfly. The honky tonk yeah. man is that what we're doing? Nah. Uh, Marsha so had a little superfly in him. He did. Yeah. He came off the top rope. That was big. <laughs> he came flying in there. What's the uh, updated on the pool before we take a break? Going to break. All right. So right now we are at uh, just about fifty-two votes. Forty-eight uh, percent for Michelangelo. 38% Logan Thompson and 8% John of the Marshes, 6% William Carlson. Hmm. You would have 7,235 votes right now if you had a blue check mark. That. You have a blue check mark. You could have put the poll up. I don't do polls. You could have tested that out. You, you, you know how much I tweet. That's not uh, hard. It's 
not coming together very fast. And uh, I've been uh, I've been on Twitter since probably 1963, and I've probably done four. Well, pools. you know, you know, you know what you can do with your you know with the might of your blue check mark blue is check you mark could out. give me a retweet. Yeah, you can give me a retweet so we can get the up on the poll. Hmm. Will you pay my eight dollars for to to keep me verified next month? You don't have to. If I do that, you're not. You don't have to pay. You don't have to pay anything right now. No, no, that's what I mean. But I'm I'm trying to leverage. No, I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay status. money for you to be verified. My current status like I, needs your status leveraging. means nothing yeah. to me. Your status means nothing to me. We're going to take a break. When we continue, a little bit uh, happening around the National Hockey League. There was some weird stuff on the ice last night. Stuff I saw is coming up, as well as uh, news notes from around the NHL. And we've got some sound from today's off day uh, in Ottawa for the Vegas Golden Knights before they return to action tomorrow against the Senators. Uh, sound from Bruce Cassidy and company on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Fashion alert. Buffalo Sabres are wearing their alternate jersey. That has to be an alternate. That can't be reverse retro. Nobody's wearing their reverse no, retros just it, yet. It, it is. They're both in their reverse retro. Are they? How come we don't get to start yeah. until the 27th? I don't know. Hmm. It's not, I don't think it's a get to. I think it's a, this is when we're going to. I'm sour. I want to see ours. I want to see ours out there. I can't okay. wait till we see the glowing Vegas uh, out there against the Vancouver Canucks. But we got Buffalo. In all white, white pants, yep. just like the Washington Capitals in the day. And you know why they don't didn't stick with that? It was too hard to keep clean. And then the Pittsburgh Penguins with uh, with their Mario Lemieux logo, which is pretty cool. I, I like what uh, what I'm seeing out here from the National Hockey League, <sighs> spreading their wings and getting a little daring with their sweaters. I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. Yeah, do peacocks fly? No, it's it's a joke oh. from the other guys. I cl- clearly didn't watch that movie, did you? Which the other guys? Is that a name of a show? Yeah, the other guys. Huh. Yep. No, it's no. the name no. of a movie. See, Chapman and I are both in the dark on this one, so you can't even just blame That's me. A bummer. Uh, because I'm I'm old. It's just yeah. Who who's bad in that? reference? That's all. So, Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell. Yeah. White pants for yeah, the Buffalo okay. Sabers. A white sweater and white socks with a little bit of yellow and blue. Coming down the side, and the slug logo, I believe is the uh, the cool yep. part uh, of, of of naming Ooh. that. It's it's neat. It's kind of cool out there. It'll it'll get your so, attention. So I'm going to push back. It, it's not the buffa slug. It's uh, the buffalo head. Nah. Uh, but it's it's the it's the Hashik era buffalo head, and and not you know the the cross uh, swords and usual buffalo saber logo uh, all that being said it, the jersey's fine the white pants it's a little too much white uh the the yellow coming up the sides is is troublesome for me just to kind of like it's 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 making me a little nauseous to be honest with you um but the, the penguins jersey nauseous yeah yeah it's not great like uh, but i'll tell you that stomach the, well yeah it's it's just it's it's like a it's like a visual thing for me. It's it's making me. It's uh, I don't know. It's weird. I I don't know what to tell you. You can you know you can pick it apart all you want to. I'm just telling you. Turbulence how I feel about must it. do a real uh, number on you. That's why I don't fly. Wow. Yeah, 
And then uh, maybe it's just the yellow for the Sabres and the yellow for the Penguins is is bothering my eyes. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. And the Robo Penguin is fine, but it's missing the stripe down the uh, or, or across the middle of the uniform that the Penguins used to have in the gradient, and and that's a that's kind of a trigger for me. So I don't like that. Whatever's tough for the officials to be calling offside. Because of all the white and the the players uh, yeah. going across, because well, that's a little different. Because they're they're camouflaged. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they, they uh, just kind of blend they can't in. See it. You, you look up yeah. and there's there's a couple of players up there, but they you certainly notice the Penguins in their dark sweaters, so who have a breakaway right now, uh, and denied. But the, you certainly know them a little bit more. We got the injury report coming up, but we'll get more to uh, what's happening around the National Hockey League, and then circle back to the Golden Knights on a roll, nine and two. First place in the West, making it happen. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Yeah, absolutely. Even though we beat him. <laughs> um, so tell me about the, the work that you do with people with headaches. Well, we have a new <laughs> a new protocol where headaches, headaches of any kind we actually uh, will do a, a elect- electromedical treatment three times a week to the back of the head, and we supplement that with a sphenopalatine ganglion block. Without getting too technical, the ganglion is way into the nose, and we actually spray some medicine into the nose. It's a, not like a COVID test. It's a very thin device. People tolerate it really well. The blockage of that ganglion, which is the trigeminal nerve, which is the, the nerve for the face pain that's connected to headaches, by blocking that and also doing the synexus treatment three times a week, we're getting phenomenal results. Now, I've been getting them for a couple of years, and I have not written it up yet. Uh, obviously, you start with case reports and all that. I'm just a you know a single practice. I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'm on I'm on the Toro uh, uh, staff for uh, training PAs, but but uh, uh, it, it, you know it, it takes time to get the stuff in the literature. But I'm telling you, uh, uh, we have people who think I walk on water because this thing works so well. So when you when you talk about like headaches, is is there a differentiation between like a, a normal headache and a migraine? And does this this work for migraines as well? Well, this works best for migraines. Uh, I do not want to uh, mm-hmm. take. Uh, I do not want to give your listeners the impression that I'm a headache diagnosis guru. I just, I just treat them, but a lot of them are the final common pathway. Are these? I'm sorry. Are these? Uh, um, are, are the nerves that go to the occipital ox, occiput, which which the Synexus device will treat, and what happens is um, it 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 somehow alters the way the nerves process the signals, and you can actually treat headaches on almost any cause. I have not again done a formal study, but it seems to be working on, on almost everything. Now we we treat cervicogenic headaches very well. Those headaches come from the neck. Most neck pain is coming from the little little uh, things in the back of the neck called facets, especially in older people that get arthritic. And we can burn that. We can do the diagnosis and burn the nerves. That works great. But this even works on, on, on that type of headache, although we certainly want to do the definitive treatment. Like I said, uh, uh, this is ongoing. We encourage anybody that has headaches to come on in, and uh, uh, we'll see what we can do. The thing is, it's, it's no risk at all. Uh, the machine... Only harm it if we drop it on your head, which you're not going to do. The electrical machine and the uh, uh, the spraying the little bit of medicine up in the nose is absolutely safe. So it's it's a 
it's it just requires a three day week commitment for a month or so is all we ask uh, the patients. How do people get in touch with you? It's seven zero two two five seven pain or seven zero two two five seven seven two four six. And our website is www.nvpainrelief.com, www.nvpainrelief.com. And that's uh, uh, the website, uh, I believe it talks about the headaches, but even if it doesn't, you'll get the the contact phone numbers. And uh, we'd love to see you uh, uh, because it just works so well and it's so safe. It doesn't get any better than that for medical doctors when the risk benefit is so low. You're right. The benefit's so high and the risk is so low. It's a win-win situation for you yes. and the uh, patient. Uh, Dr. Robert O'Dell, thank you. Guys, go Knights. Go Knights. Uh, game against Ottawa tomorrow night. Uh, there's Dr. Robert O'Dell, the NHL Injury Report. Uh, Dr. Robert O'Dell of the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. As the Golden Knights, uh, no headache there. They are just uh, free and clear, uh, working uh, with all kinds of confidence right now. We have our game rating coming up in hour number two. Given yep. that it was not a Anaheim, Winnipeg type total domination game, I'm curious to see which way the crew of the VGK Insider Show will go with this. Yeah, um, you're going to have to wait in anticipation before we get there. So keep keep uh, keep it keep waiting. But I, I do have something to tide you over until then. Um, I've got an update on the poll. Do you want oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull me. Okay. Is that what people say? Two. Pull me? Nope. Okay. Nope. That's not anything right. anyone's ever said ever in the history of the world. What, what uh, would be a fancy way of saying that? Like, give me the results or I'm looking for something. Here. Just say, you just say, yeah. yeah Tell me the results. Not very cool at all. Okay, good. All right, good. Uh, 289 votes in just about 25 minutes. Uh, Jack Eichel leads with 45% of the vote. Logan Thompson right behind him with 43% of the vote. Then Jonathan Marcheseau has 7% of the vote, and William Carlson has 5% of the vote. Hmm. So it's a 1-2 race between Mm -hmm. the scorer Mm -hmm. and the stopper, which makes a lot of sense given where they are when the goals against average. And and I I think that that Thompson gets some some extra love just because he's... There's some swagger, some flash to him, some pizzazz, a little sizzle uh, to the way Logan Thompson plays a game. Like There's always at least one windmill a save in the course of uh, a 60-minute, maybe 60-minute-plus uh, effort by, by Logan Thompson. He just got a little bit more zest to his game than some of the average goaltenders. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a very good assessment, Darren. And then you've got Jack Eichel who can just plain old bring it. And I, I like this. I mean, you you know where my vote is. My vote's with Jack Eichel. Like I, I don't think that this is a really tough vote either. Like it's as far as polls go, I think that Jack Eichel is the the easy number one choice here for Team MVP through the first eleven games of the season. Um, but. You know, I figured that by the end of this, Logan Thompson will be the winner. Hmm. Uh, if you had to rank them one to four, 
Let's get into that because that's a slightly different uh, way to put a spin on the Twittery poll uh, that you've got up. It's the VGK Insider Show. Hour number two, we'll hear from Bruce Cassidy. We'll give our game rating from last night and some stuff in and around the National Hockey League with one-timers that you will not believe because uh, I had to look at the goal four times to figure out exactly what happened. I'll explain it to you in hour number two on Fox Sports Las Vegas.